This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. The Kinescope Initiative Episode 112. A sitcom review in chronological order. From the SFPP and Television Center, take it away, Mark. Thank you, announcer Bod, and welcome to the Kinescope Initiative, a sitcom review in chronological order. Let's continue with the sitcoms of 1982. Square Pegs premiered on CBS on September 27, 1982 at 8 p.m., If there's a sitcom that screams the 80s, this is it. We follow a group of high school freshmen who don't seem to fit in. Sarah Jessica Parker plays Patty, an awkward girl with glasses, while Amy Linker plays Patty, who is overweight. John Famia plays a geek, Merrick Buttrick, a New Wave fan, Tracy Nelson, a valley girl, John Caleri, a greaser, Claudette Wells, the token minority, and Jamie Gertz, a preppy. Basil Hoffman plays the principal with Stephen Peterman and Caitlin Adams as the teachers. We covered Amy Linker in episode 107 for Lewis and Clark, John Famia in episode 94 for Hello Larry, and Stephen Peterman in episode 102 for Good Time Harry. Sarah Jessica Parker is a descendant of one of the accused in the Salem Witch Trials. She trained in singing and ballet as a child, and the family moved from Cincinnati to the New York area, where she studied at the American Ballet School. She quickly got a role in Broadway's The Innocents, and followed that up, replacing Andrea McArdle in the original Annie. A few TV guest roles followed, and then Square Pegs. She moved to films for a while, Footloose, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, Flight of the Navigator, L.A. Story, returned to TV for A Year in the Life and Equal Justice, More films, Honeymoon in Vegas, Hocus Pocus, Ed Wood, The First Wives Club, Mars Attacks. Then came the role she is best known for, Carrie, on Sex and the City, winning two Emmys, two SAGs, and four Golden Globes. She returned to Broadway in How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying and Once Upon a Mattress. In the 2000s, she appeared in films The Family Stone, New Year's Eve, and the Sex and the City film series. Starting in 2016, she had a regular role on Divorce. Parker has been married to Matthew Broderick since 1997, has her own fashion line, and a production company. She was an exec on Sex and the City and Divorce. Merrick Buttrick got his first TV role on Hill Street Blues, and Square Pegs followed that. At the same time, he was cast in Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan as Kirk's son David. His character was killed in the third film, but he played a different character later on Star Trek The Next Generation. He was also in the films Zapped and Fright Night Part 2. Mostly TV movies and guest spots followed. Buttrick passed at age 29 from AIDS complications. Tracy Nelson is a fourth-generation performer. From vaudeville to TV, Harriet Nelson of Ozzy and Harriet was her grandmother. To music, her father was the late Ricky Nelson. Her siblings make up the 90s band Nelson, and her uncle is Mark Harmon. Tracy's first role was as one of the kids in the Brady Bunch predecessor, Yours, Mine, and Ours. She studied ballet for 17 years and acting under Nina Folk. 
Square Pegs was only her second on-screen role. She would go on to Glitter, The Father Dowling Mysteries, A League of Their Own, a 90s TV series, Snowy River, The McGregor Saga, and a lot of TV guest spots. Nelson has survived three different forms of cancer and is still working. John Cleary went on to the sitcom Double Trouble, which we will get to. Claudette Wells went on to TV guest spots and voice work on Mulan, The Princess and the Frog, and Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Jamie Gertz was discovered by Norman Lear in a talent search and studied drama at NYU. She appeared in the film Endless Love and then Square Pegs. A run on The Facts of Life followed and then films Sixteen Candles, Alphabet City, Quicksilver, The Lost Boys, Less Than Zero, Jersey Girl, and Twister. She was a regular or recurred on Dreams, Sibs, ER, Ally McBeal, Still Standing, Entourage, and The Neighbors. Gertz and her billionaire husband became owners of the NBA's Atlanta Hawks a few years ago, as well as a minority owner of the Milwaukee Brewers. Basil Hoffman is a character actor with a hangdog expression with 136 IMDb credits so far. After getting a degree in economics, he studied at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. He began in TV guest roles in the 1960s while doing hundreds of commercials. By the 70s, he branched out into films, becoming a favorite of many directors. At Long Last Love, All the President's Men, Love at First Bite, Ordinary People, My Favorite Year, All of Me, The Artist, and Hail Caesar. He was also a regular or recurred on Arthur Haley's The Money Changers, Santa Barbara, and Hill Street Blues. Hoffman, per IMDb, has no less than 11 films in progress or announced. He's also a private acting teacher and lecturer and has written two books on the subject. Caitlin Adams had a run on Kojak prior to Square Pegs and appeared in films The Jazz Singer and The Jerk. She's also directed TV movies. Square Pegs was a critical hit but not a ratings hit, landing near the bottom of the pack. It was considered to be a realistic view of high school cliques at the time. It was also compared to the later films of John Hughes. Popular music of the time was included on the show with Devo and the Waitresses appearing and Billy Idol's Dancing With Myself used in an episode. The DVD replaces some of this music due to rights issues. Ann Beats, previously a writer for SNL, created and wrote for the series. Problems occurred when the young cast got heavily into drugs, producing the show on location at an abandoned high school miles from Norman Lear's production company made it difficult to keep tabs on what was going on. After reports were received about drug and alcohol use, the production company did an investigation, then promptly pulled the plug after the first season wrapped. I found an episode on YouTube. The opening theme opens with the leads explaining the concept, followed by the actual song. The show bizarrely includes a laugh track which really doesn't fit. The actors give it their all, and you can see where their talent will lead them. The writing is very arch. There is a couch conversation about whether the drama teacher is gay, still groundbreaking for the time. The school play gives them an excuse to include a musical number. We have reached a major milestone, arguably the most significant sitcom of the 80s, the second major tentpole of must-see TV, and the show that solidified the rule that all sitcoms must include a will-they-or-won't-they subplot. Making your way in the world today Takes everything you've got Taking a break from all your worries Sure would help a lot Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you wanna go Where everybody knows your name 
Warriors premiered on NBC on September 30th, 1982 at 9 p.m. Meet Sam Malone, Ted Danson, an ex-pro ball player and an alcoholic who owns a local Boston bar. Ernie Coach Pantuso, Nicholas Colasanto, his old coach, who's now very absent-minded, helps him serve drinks, along with caustic Carla Tortelli, Rhea Perlman. Norm and Cliff, George Went and John Ratzenberger, are regulars. Norm is sarcastic, while Cliff is a know-it-all. In walks Diane Chambers, Shelley Long, a well-educated woman who is jilted by her fiancé at the bar. She needed a job, so she becomes a waitress there, and the will-they-or-won't-they between Sam and Diane begins. In time, Diane had a new suitor, worldly and erudite psychiatrist Dr. Fraser Crane, Kelsey Grammer, but that didn't last. Colasanto died in 1985, so his character was replaced by wide-eyed, naive Woody, Woody Harrelson. In the same season, Sam almost got married to someone else but wound up back with Diane. She in turn left the bar for six months to write a novel, and Sam replied as she left, have a nice life. Long had left the series. Sam sells the bar, buys a boat, which promptly sinks. He returns to work at the same bar, now owned by a corporation and managed by Rebecca Howe, Kirstie Alley. They have a will-they-or-won't-they bit, while she also pines for her boss, Roger Rees. Sam eventually gets control of the bar back, relegating Rebecca to be barmaid. Carla gets married to Eddie LeBeck, Jay Thomas, who is quickly killed in a Zamboni accident, but not before they have two kids. She already had six. Fraser moves on to fellow psychiatrist Lilith, B.B. Newworth. They are married and have a son, Frederick. Woody marries girlfriend Kelly, Jackie Swanson. After 275 episodes, the show ends with Woody elected to city council, Rebecca marries a plumber, Diane, now a TV writer, returns, and she and Sam almost get married. The bar closes for the final time, and the show's finale is Sam turning off the lights. Ted Danson switched schools to Carnegie Mellon in order to study acting. His first regular role was on the soap The Doctors, while he did guest TV spots and commercials. At one point, he was the Aramis Man on commercials. He also appeared in the films The Onion Field and Body Heat prior to Cheers. The role was originally to go to Fred Dreyer when Sam was an ex-football player. Bill Cosby was also recommended by the network. Danson would win two Golden Globes and two Emmys for the role and was nominated every year of the series. During the show's run, he starred in the TV movie Something About Amelia, winning another Golden Globe. Danson also worked in film, Just Between Friends, A Fine Mess, The Three Men and a Baby franchise, Made in America, Saving Private Ryan, Mumford. In the mid-90s, he returned to regular TV roles, Inc., Becker, Help Me Help You, Damages, Bored to Death, CSI, Fargo, CSI Cyber, Curb Your Enthusiasm, American Dad, a recurring voice role, and then got his latest gig, Architect Michael, on the fantastic The Good Place. He's currently prepping a new sitcom, Mr. Mayor, produced by Tina Fey. Danson has been an environmentalist his whole life. His father was an archaeologist and a supporter of Democratic candidates. Nicholas Colasanto was a Navy veteran from World War II and planned to be an accountant, winding up at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts instead. He did guest TV spots from the late 50s to the 70s, recurred on Run for Your Life, and appeared in films Family Plot and Raging Bull. He was also a TV director, Run for Your Life, Garrison's Gorillas, Hawaii Five-0, The Name of the Game, just to name a few. He was nominated for three Emmys for Cheers. 
A heart condition exacerbated by alcoholism was diagnosed in the mid-70s, and he passed in 1985 during the third season of the series. Due to a rescheduling to accommodate Shelley Long's pregnancy, he appears in the final episode of that season, despite dying months earlier. NBC would not allow the entire cast to delay production to go to his funeral, so Ratzenberger was their representative there. Rhea Perlman grew up in Bensonhurst. Her sister Heidi became a TV writer and producer. She got started in off-Broadway theater in one of those productions. She met future husband Danny DeVito. After some TV movie work, she recurred on Taxi as the wife of Danny DeVito's Louie. More TV movies and then Cheers. She received six Golden Globe nominations and four Emmys out of ten nominations. Perlman would go on to be a regular or recur on Pearl, Kate Brasher, Hung, Robot and Monster, Voice Work, Kirsty, Me and My Grandma, and The Mindy Project, as well as films Canadian Bacon, Matilda, I'll See You in My Dreams, and Broadway's The Tale of the Allergist Wife. Perlman and DeVito separated in 2017. George Went was kicked out of Notre Dame for achieving a 0.00 GPA, but went on to an economics degree. He discovered the second city soon after that, where he met his future wife, actress Bernadette Burkett. Also in his second city class, Shelley Long, Andrea Martin, Catherine O'Hara, and Jim Belushi. He appeared in the films My Bodyguard and Airplane 2, the sequel, with a regular role on Making the Grade, episode 109, as well as multiple TV guest roles prior to Cheers. He was nominated six times for an Emmy. More films followed, Dreamscape, Fletch, Gung Ho, Forever Young. He returned to TV for an eponymous sitcom, The Naked Truth, Madigan Men, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Modern Men, Clipped, as well as a recurring gig on SNL, Duh Bears. Wentz showed up a lot in guest roles, basically playing Norm. He also did Broadway, Art, Hairspray, and Elf. Wentz's nephew is Jason Sudeikis. John Ratzenberger operated a tractor at the Woodstock Festival and spent a decade living in England as a house framer. He was also one half of a live comedy team while doing a lot of minor film roles. Firefox, A Bridge Too Far, Superman and Superman 2, The Empire Strikes Back, Outland, and Gandhi. He originally read for the Norm role on Cheers, but realizing he wasn't going to get it, asked if they had a know-it-all role, so they created it for him. He would receive two Emmy noms for the role. During the show's run, he appeared in miniseries Small World. Post-Cheers, he moved into voice work, Captain Planet, and a mainstay in the Pixar universe. Ham in the Toy Story films, the Underminer in the Incredibles films, Mac the Truck in the Cars films. In fact, his voice can be found in every Pixar feature film. He later recurred on Eight Simple Rules, Legit, and Just Roll With It. On the side, Ratzenberger developed an ecological alternative to packing peanuts and worked to raise awareness of the need for more skilled tradesmen. Shelley Long won the National High School Forensic Oratory Championship, then studied drama at Northwestern, switching to modeling and commercial work. She joined the Second City and produced a local Chicago TV show, winning three regional Emmys. She made an appearance on The Love Boat, made several TV movies, and appeared in the film Night Shift just before Cheers, winning an Emmy and two Golden Globes. Julia Duffy and Lisa Eichhorn were also considered for the role. Now, there were reports of friction between Long and Danson, but Long stated she left the show mid-run to spend more time with her child. She was also concerned that her character's arc was basically finished. Long was in films during the show's run, 
Irreconcilable Differences with a Golden Globe nom, The Money Pit, Outrageous Fortune, Hello Again. She followed those up with Troop Beverly Hills and Brady Bunch the Movie, returning to TV for Good Advice, Kelly Kelly, Frasier, and Modern Family, playing Jay's ex-wife. Ed O'Neill had actually auditioned to play Sam. Kirstie Alley was working as an interior designer when she appeared as a contestant on Match Game and Password Plus. There was a minor guest part on Quark and then came Star Trek The Wrath of Khan. She left the franchise after one film as she was offered less money for the sequel. She went into films Blind Date, Runaway, Shoot to Kill, Loverboy, Look Who's Talking, while recurring or a regular on Masquerade and North and South before she replaced Shelley Long on Cheers, winning an Emmy and a Golden Globe. Allie would go on to head a second sitcom, Veronica's Closet, a third eponymous sitcom, both of which we'll get to, and appear in Drop Dead Gorgeous and Scream Queens. She dived headlong into reality shows, competing on Dancing with the Stars, and making deals to lose weight several times. She's also a Scientologist. Woody Harrelson's father was given a life sentence for killing a federal judge. Cheers was Woody's second IMDb reference after an uncredited role in Harper Valley PTA several years earlier. Woody's character was a pen pal with Coach. They sent pens back and forth in the mail and was there to meet him only to find out he had passed. He won an Emmy for the role out of six nominations. Harrelson moved over to films after that, White Men Can't Jump, Indecent Proposal, Natural Born Killers, Money Train, Ed TV, A Prairie Home Companion, No Country for Old Men, and a SAG Award, Sleepwalking, Zombieland, The Hunger Games, LBJ, War for the Planet of the Apes, Solo, A Star Wars Story, and Venom. He got three Oscar nominations for The People vs. Larry Flint, The Messenger, and three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, that was another SAG Award. He also made it to Broadway in Biloxi Blues and The Rainmaker. Harrelson returned to TV in the streaming era for True Detective. He's an activist for drug reform, the environment, and veganism. Roger Rees is better known for his stage work. He worked with the Royal Shakespeare Company, then on to Broadway, London Assurance, The Life and Adventures of Nicholas Nickleby, winning a Tony, The Addams Family, Peter and the Starcatcher, he appeared in Star 80 and was a regular on singles prior to his recurring Cheers run. Recurring or regular work followed on Mantis, Boston Common, Liberty, the American Revolution, The West Wing, Warehouse 13, and films The Scorpion King and Frida. Rees died of brain cancer in 2015. Bibi Newworth took ballet lessons at age five but later decided to become a Broadway dancer. She made her Broadway debut in a chorus line, then Little Me, Sweet Charity, and a Tony Award, Damn Yankees, Chicago, Tony and Drama Desk Awards. Newworth was waiting for a Tony Award when she auditioned for the Lilith role. She would go on to win two Emmys. Films followed Say Anything, Green Card, Bugsy, Malice, Jumanji, Summer of Sam, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, with regular or recurring roles on Wild Palms, Deadline, Hack, Frasier, of course, Law & Order Trial by Jury, Madam Secretary, and Blue Bloods, with voice work on Aladdin, the TV series, Pepper Ann, and All Dogs Go to Heaven, the series. Jackie Swanson's professional debut was in Prince's music video, Raspberry Beret. She was the girl in the hat. She went on to films Lethal Weapon and Less Than Zero. Apart from a short run on Baby Talk and some guest roles, Cheers is her main TV role. We'll cover Kelsey Grammer when we get to the Cheers spinoff slash sequel in the 90s. 
We covered Jay Thomas in episode 91 for Mork and Mindy. Cheers may have had a template to start from, a locally produced and aired Boston sitcom from 1979 called Park Street Under, which included many of the same concepts. The developers of Cheers had quite a pedigree. Glenn and Les Charles had written for MASH, Mary Tyler Moore, The Bob Newhart Show, and produced Taxi. James Burroughs' father Abe was a composer, director, and writer, and James went on to be one of the greatest TV directors with stints on Mary Tyler Moore Show, The Bob Newhart Show, Night Court, Frasier, Friends, Will and Grace, Two and a Half Men, The Big Bang Theory. He became known as a good luck charm for TV sitcom pilots, directing over 50 of them. Burroughs has directed, in total, over a thousand episodes of television. Now, the Cheers concept was a modern version of a Tracy and Hepburn romance. Other inspirations included Faulty Towers, they almost just did a remake of that, and radio show Duffy's Tavern, which Abe Burroughs had co-created. The actual Bull and Finch pub in Boston was also an inspiration, chosen at random from a phone book. The Bull and Finch charged them $1 to take photos of the place, then later made millions in licenses. In 1997, it was the 42nd busiest restaurant slash bar in the United States, and it is now a major Boston tourist attraction. Cheers almost didn't make it past its first season, winding up at 74th out of 77 shows. However, NBC at the time had little to replace it with. They were just digging themselves out of the hole Fred Silverman had left them in, and the show did well with critics and at the Emmys. So, NBC chief Brandon Tartikoff gave them a second chance, and they ran with it. It reached number 12 by season 3, and then the top 10 for 8 more seasons, hitting 3.7 on the Bazinga scale. In 2013, GQ magazine held an online vote, and the show won Greatest Comedy Show of All Time. Concerns that Long's character leaving would kill the series were unfounded. It forced the writers to make it more of an ensemble series, giving it a longer run after she left than while she was there. All told, 11 seasons, 275 episodes. Virtually the entire series takes place at the bar, which was, of course, filmed before a live studio audience. Apart from the will-they-or-won't-they thing, there were ongoing themes, a feud with Gary's Old Town Tavern, a fight with Melville's restaurant, which was upstairs, and class issues among the patrons and staff. A plot line that included an AIDS scare for Sam was dropped during a writer's strike. The show had two spinoffs, a flop called The Tortellis, showing Carla's dysfunctional family, which ran only 13 episodes. Slightly more successful was Frasier, which would run for a decade. Frasier's apartment set is in the same location as the Cheers bar at the Paramount Studios. We'll get to both of those shows later. There were multiple crossovers. Cliff and Norm went fishing on wings. Doctors from St. Eligius, a.k.a. Sound Elsewhere, stopped by Cheers after a shift, which, of course, ties Cheers directly into the Tommy Westfall theory. Look it up. Animated versions of the characters appeared in a Simpsons episode where Homer is banned from Moe's and walks into another bar. In terms of awards, the show garnered 28 Emmys out of 111 nominations, all the regulars received at least one nomination. Six Golden Globes out of 31 noms, three Writers Guild Association awards out of 10 nominations, two Directors Guild Association awards out of 10 nominations, and two People's Choice Awards. The final episode of the series was a major television event. It hit 7.84 on the Bazinga scale, the second highest TV finale in history behind MASH. 
A celebration was held that night at the Bull and Finch, which is where problems began. There was a lot of drinking, and the cast then was pushed in front of cameras live on Leno's Tonight Show while very drunk. They vacillated between incoherence and antagonism throughout. Look it up online. The series moved on to syndication for decades, going to Nick at Night, TV Land, Hallmark America, WGN America, Reels, MeTV, USA Network, Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Hulu. TV shows from How I Met Your Mother to Star Trek DS9 have made references to the series. Danson played bartender in an episode of his recent series, The Good Place. A live stage show was produced in 2016. A set of airport pubs were licensed at one point, including an animatronic Norm and Cliff, which was later the source of a lawsuit. I watched an episode from season one on YouTube. The theme, where everybody knows your name, came from a failed Broadway musical with rewritten lyrics talking about likable losers in a bar. The episode is about sports and superstitions. Shelley Long does physical comedy. There's a miscommunication, of course. And the writing is absolutely top-notch. The chemistry between Long and Danson is palpable, and we even get a moment of drama. More of 1982 sitcoms in our next episode. Announcer Bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Follow us on Twitter at sfppn. Check out tumblr.com slash blog slash sfppn. Call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Back to you, Mark. Well, I'm filing this episode in the archive. Tune in next time.